Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Continental O-E-T-S. You can find weird things in your car, not just petrified French fries or melted crayons. Live snakes. Weird, bizarre trinkets. Stuff that makes you wonder, what the hell are folks thinking when they're driving? Anyway, you can also find Continental Belts. Bet you didn't know they're OE in millions of Chrysler, Dodge, Ford, BMW, VW, and GM vehicles. Continental is launching a new aftermarket multi-V belt with the OE pedigree. It's their OE technology series. Fanatically engineered for a perfect fit. Form and function for over 98% of vehicles on the road in the U.S. and in Canada. Continental. OE Technology Series Multi-V Belt. The belt with the OE pedigree. Get the full story at OETechnologySeries.com. That's OETechnologySeries.com. Hey, everyone. It's Adam Carolla, and welcome to another episode of Going Racing, a show that highlights the fastest cars, best races, and biggest celebrities in the automotive world. And now... A little conversation I had with Matt, the moderator, about my newest acquisition, the Paul Newman Porsche. Um, I will tell the audience that the car hammered for $10 million, which means, and I don't know, the vig on every auction but it means somebody would have paid presumably 11 million or more but say 10 percent yeah so somebody was willing to pay 11 million for that car um the person that was selling it thought it was worth more um i feel like you're both right one is luck we got the information out far and wide. Yeah. Everyone knows it's for sale and 11 million is what the amount That's is it. as of today. Now, there's no doubt that you sell that car for 10 million or 11 million. And there's no doubt that nine years from now it sells again for 17.7. Like, and you go shit, but. That's the business. You can yeah. say that about houses or, la- or real estate and land in Nevada. Like it's all starts off like this and then it gets to that. Dean Jeffries bought that car for $4,000 yeah, or something. Sure. So what do you want to, what, what are we to do? All right. Give me your prices. Yeah. All right. Knowing the 10 million, if it completed Lamar, no podium, 13 million. Third place. 16 million, second place, 19, first place, or let's call it a class win, 25 million. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say higher than 25 because the first Lamar, I think, I believe, sorry, uh, I believe I was watching um, Wayne Carini's show and he was at the. Um, I think he was at Pebble Beach and they were doing the thing where they do the run from Pebble Beach up to the track. And uh, so he's funny. Like they cover the track. They get the guy in the Duesenberg, his buddy Bert, like with the scarf on, like driving yeah. around the track at 
27 miles an hour going, whoa, here yeah. we go, through the corkscrews. I was like, I always watch that, and I it's go. It's fast if your wheels are wood. Yeah, I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> that guy uh, had to, almost had to take his hat off. It was so fast. But it's like. Put out a cigarette. <laughs> almost this close to setting down his tab. But there's also a race that takes place that weekend, and yeah. one could explore that a little yeah, bit. You might want to check that or out. Or we could just get in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and go through the corkscrew at four miles an hour and go, whoa. Yeah. And I like this. I was like, imagine driving a race car through here. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Why don't let's you do that. <laughs> we don't have to imagine it. It's going to happen it's all the time. It's going to happen times 550 cars. <laughs> Why don't you show that a little Put bit? Put a GoPro on the fucking hood of one of them and <laughs> feed it back to us. Nope. nope can't be just done. Just imagine. Just imagine. So on that, Maxipata, hard to find stuff sometimes, but on that episode, they had the guy who owned the black, and I guess there's another question. He had the black GT40 that McLaren, I guess, won Le Mans when, when I think it was like the first, the first, the first Ford to win Le Mans would have been a GT40, a black GT40. I think McLaren drove. I think Chris can look it up. And he had that car. And now, remember, he was supposed to come in second or third or something, but mm-hmm. then Phil, I mean, not Phil Hill, uh, what's his name, got got screwed out of the win. And I think that car ended up ended up winning. But um, who's the guy I'm trying to think of who got? Yeah, yeah, I just saw it because uh, I just saw the picture of Christian Bale in the movie. Right. So we'll get to, the, we'll get to that in a second. But that guy said something like, this car was valued at 20 million bucks, and that was like four years ago or something. Like, yeah. Uh, if you were the first Ford to win Le Mans and you're a GT40 and you're a roadster, I think that thing would be worth 40 to 50 million bucks the way Le Mans stuff is going. Now, keep in mind the Aston Martin that never won Ten miles. Le Mans. 10 miles, sorry. The mm-hmm. Aston Martin that won, never won Le Mans and ran at Le Mans, but it was very exact, just sold for 22. Yeah. That didn't come in the top 10. I don't think that car finished Le Mans or whatever. What would the, what did the third place GT40 go for? The the gold one we saw. Monica. That went for 10, right at 10, 9, 8, 7, 6 or yeah. something. No, okay, like, right. so, but that also plays into the argument of, of you know, so-and-so at Mecham is selling the Roadster that did 11 laps and that seller was bummed at ten million. He's like, "Fine, I'm just keeping it. I didn't want to sell it anyway." Like, I, I don't right. know if it was Dana Meekum or, but it was clearly on the microphone saying that. I was like, "Yeah, but the third place one that's super famous and photographed everywhere went for a hair under ten million bucks." So, like, where do you think your car is? I think that's a pretty fair benchmark for whoever's selling the Roadster. Right. Um, I agree. Like now, it's kind of sounding a little bit like maybe you should have taken the ten million. You know, with the vague eleven million, right? I agree. Should have. Yeah, the the next one was uh, uh, Mark Four, bigger bodywork, you know, more modern, mm-hmm. everything, and probably a little less desirable. But completed the race, came in third place, pretty iconic car. Yeah, and I think the guy who spent nine, eight, nine, or whatever it was, mm-hmm. ten million bucks for that car. Even though it sounds insane, made a pretty good purchase. I think it's got a, good a pretty purchase. good price. Yeah, I think so. The car will be fifteen in 
10 years and you've done, yeah. you've done just fine for yourself. <laughs> Look, the, uh, we talked about, uh, uh, off the air, we talked about the, uh, the Toyota Supra that sold on Bring a Trailer for $121,000. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going batshit crazy over it on, on, on social media. I believe a dealer bought it and they put it in their showroom for $500,000. They just really? paid one twenty one, and they just put it in the room. They're like, "Anybody want it? Five hundred grand." It's a Supra that's super low. What's unique about it? It's nothing. It's a regular Supra turbo. I mean, it's nice. It's red. It's you know, it's right. It's just where it's going. It's where it's going. And but that's what he saw. He saw he paid a world record of one twenty one, and uh, he thinks it's worth half a million. What do you think of the new Supra? It's it's interesting. I I can't say that I saw the pictures and said I love it. You yeah, know, like I I think it's going to come down to Gary. Gary saw the pictures and didn't love it. Yeah, it's going to come down to does it perform? You know, will it? Yeah, perform? I we're looking at a picture of it now. It's it's pretty angular and a little bit slabby. The it's got it suffers. It's it's got a good long front hood, which is good, but it's got kind of abrupt rear end which is bad which is sort of the problem with the z3 or z4 or whatever the hell it's doing with uh bmw which is has a kind of quick bad short and now we're looking at another picture of it which is not the same car it looks a little better from behind it definitely benefits from having a a spoiler or uh, a um uh, a ducktail yeah in the back of it and it could be the kind of thing where if you got up on it, looked at it, you'd you'd like it. The performance, it's got a, a three liter inline turbo six, which is nice. I I'm old fashioned. I I didn't like the Ford GT. This is a lot of the Ford GT talk. The supercharged. I didn't like when they put the supercharged engine back there. Like I'm like there. First off, nothing doesn't say Lamar like a supercharger, you yeah. know, like it's a lot of turbo and a lot of naturally aspirated. I would have loved a really tweaked naturally aspirated engine yeah. there with some cool intake or whatever. And they just kind of put a big supercharger on there and like, all right. And then I sort of felt like eh, anyone with a Mustang can do this. Well, yeah, it's, it's got a lot of GT 500, you know, resemblance like a modern day GT 500. And it felt a little bit like they're just putting that engine into a supercar. Yeah. And that's always kind of the weird thing. So they went with a three liter, uh, yeah, it's the BMW turbo, engine and it is turbo, you know, and you know, people hop up BMWs all the time. And the fact that it's still a turbo is interesting because there's certainly a lot you can do with it. Um, you know, they got quick. A, it, it, it's quick. It's going to have a 50-50 weight ratio. Um, everything's going the way of no manual transmission. Everything's going to be paddle shift these days. New Mustang, new Supra. Can I say this, though? <laughs> the BMW you have that used to be mine, mm-hmm. we call it either the Pussy Wagon or Sloppy Seconds. <laughs> I think Sloppy Seconds is better. Is that thing a 3.2? Yeah. It's a naturally aspirated 3.2 with 333 horsepower. Yeah. In 20 years or in almost 20 years? What year is yours? 2001. All right. In almost 20 years. I mean, 2020. Yeah. 2001. You guys have gone from a three liter, sorry, from a three two to a three liter and you've upped the horse. Yep. You've added a whole two horsepower onto your game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, 
I, so what's that? And it's interesting because that's, that's, you're talking about naturally aspirated versus turbo. You know, you put the supercharger on the, on the 3.2 that I have now, and now you're at 450 real yeah. horsepower. You're 500 something horsepower. So you guys have added, uh, an, one, ninth of a percent of horsepower like every year for the last 20 <laughs> years like i don't know i feel like your car bone stock your car bone stock is 333 yeah and now it's 20 years later and we're at 335 yeah now i i get it. it's more fuel efficient and blah 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 blah, blah. but as an enthusiast i don't yeah. know <laughs> okay no i I'm, I'm feeling it it's quick yeah. uh the gt40 mark ii was uh, McLaren. That's the black one. Yeah, that's the one that first won to win Le Mans, I guess. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, that's, that's one that was uh, I found on one of their old Facebook posts. So At some point, he does say something about the price of that car. I mean, that car's got to be $45 million bucks yeah, or something, I, right? I mean, it is one of the most famous Le Mans wins ever. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't it be arguably a world record for... Con- but controversial. Yeah. All right, and also they do the thing all the time where they go like, hey, this is the uh, Ferrari GTO. They only made 34 of these, and that's why they're 50 million bucks. But <laughs> how many of those Mark II, Ford GT, Ford, the yeah. GT40s are there out there? First, I'll tell you about J.B. Weld. Big or small repairs, home or garage, ordinary household glue. Got the word ordinary in it. You need something strong. You need something better. You need JB Weld. We're proud to have JB Weld Epoxy Adhesive as a sponsor. I use it at home. I use it in the garage. I use it in the shop. I use it in the studio. I use it everywhere. JB Weld, put it in your toolbox, kitchen drawer, craft room. And now they make everything. They made pretty much like a two part epoxy metal repair product that I use in the garage way back in the day. And now they make everything, and it's all good, and it's all made in the USA. Metal, wood, plastic, whatever you want, whatever you need to put together. Don't glue it. JB Weld it. Available at jbweld.com. Home Depot, Lowe's, AutoZone, Advanced Auto Parts, O'Reilly, Walmart, Amazon, Nap Auto Parts, and more. The uh, Ford... In the performance department, the Ford Mustang Shelby GT500, man, this thing looks like a beast. It's going to be pretty incredible, 5.2 liter, 700 plus horsepower. Now, it's got a, it's got the new Eaton twin-screw supercharger, which is uh, a 2.65 liter. So if you do the math on that, the supercharger displacement, the amount of air going through that thing, is more than the four-cylinder turbo EcoBoost Mustang. The Mustang has a 2.3 liter. The supercharger alone on this car is 2.65. Well, <laughs> I love that. I love the aluminum block and heads, yeah. by the way. And uh, that thing, that thing, 700-plus horsepower, I mean, that thing's got to be quick. 7,500 redline. I will say this. I feel... Let me let me talk about me for a second. If you ever listen to a guy like Ben Shapiro, he's a very conservative guy and he's Republican, but he will be the first to tell you what's wrong with Trump, the Republican Party, okay. what's working, what's not working. 
very vocal critic of anything that's not working or any stupid tweets Trump sends out or anyone in the Republican Party mm-hmm. who needs to be ousted. And I go, okay, I can listen to that guy. Uh, I've never been a fan of the Mustang per se, not because I have something against Mustangs, but because I felt like they're making an inferior product. I, I didn't like all the push rods and like all the iron. I didn't like the um, antenna on the front fender. Mm-hmm. I didn't like mm-hmm. plastic duct work that went nowhere, was blocked off and yeah, yeah. You know, double stick tape yeah. on the stuff. I, I got inside. I saw the interior. I saw the gauges. And I was like, what are we doing here, people? I, I don't – this isn't a good vehicle. And people go, hey, man, it's got a five liter or whatever it is. And I just like – it It looks a little funky. It has a bunch of plastic on it. Um, obviously, you know, Mustang 2, Cobra 2. I mean, some of this stuff started to get into the sort of bizarre – Com, you know, literally got into a like comical realm at a certain point in mm-hmm. the 70s mm-hmm. with the Mustangs. I would look at a Boss 302 and go, yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I get that. Or, yeah. or, or a big block Mustang and some of the other stuff, a 65 Shelby, 66 Shelby, whatever. I, I appreciated it, but it's still like a lot of leaf springs and, and live straight axles and iron this and iron that and drum brakes. And yeah. it's like a lot of that. And I just didn't, didn't care for it. I, I much, Preferred like a little hopped up uh, Datsun 510 than than that. But now that they've got their styling in order yeah. and they've gotten rid of a lot of the nonsense and they pulled off a lot of the stick-on plastic junk that just didn't do anything but add aero di- right. resistance. Right, we got functional aero now. We've got four cams. We've got, you know, direct injection. We've got all kinds of cool stuff going on. Aluminum block, aluminum heads. You guys have all caught up to everybody and now pass them mm-hmm. and now kudos to you mustang yeah your product performs well it's always performed well it looks good and it's technologically strong now and it's a cool piece yeah this thing's pretty cool looking the the gt350 that came out uh, a little while ago with the flat plane crank and all that pretty cool sounds great and you know the GT500 now needs to be different from that, um, but you know, people aren't really buying. There's certainly the marketing aspect of the you know drag race sort of specific car, other than something like a Demon, uh, mm-hmm. is is kind of by the wayside a little bit. So now I know like you know a GT500 with carbon fiber wheels and you know uh, you know a paddle shift transmission it shifts less than a hundred milliseconds, and you know this isn't a Mustang now. Yeah, yeah I don't. Uh, the technology cool is great, and I don't get – I drove around your bullet a little bit. I really enjoyed it. I don't get the demon thing. Like, I don't get the big, wide, heavy, straight-line stuff. Like, So they cool- made the red eye, which is like the demon engine, but now it's the corner carver. You know, it's – it's Dodged it. Yeah. What is the red eye? The red eye is, is – it's basically – uh, a demon, but with all four tires basically kind of squared up, and the road race suspension, more of the street road race suspension, and uh, uh, you know it doesn't have the drag brakes, it doesn't have the drag racing, you know, um, uh, suspension dial in. So that's that's it. Of course, Goldberg has one of those as well. <laughs> he just got his, <laughs> and uh, uh, he absolutely loves it. And the rain that's happening right now is irritating the hell out of him because he can't really drive it in the rain. Um, 
Yeah, but it, if the demon is the straight line performer, the red eye is the basically the demon engine, but in the you know the the corner carver version. Thanks for listening to another episode of Going Racing. New episodes available every week on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. 